0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Ephesians. Today is episode 612. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient, we too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts, and we were by nature children under wrath, as others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Paul's writing this letter to encourage the church, to help the church understand the big deal that it is to be in Christ, to understand what God has called them to. There's no particular error he's dealing with, but he wants to lift the church up. He's sending this from Rome, where he's under house arrest, this two-year imprisonment we see at the end of the book of Acts. Well, he's laid out in chapter 1 some introductory material. He went with this this, uh, description of uh, what the incredible blessings we see in Christ and a uh, thanksgiving and intercessory prayer. Now we're starting in chapter 2, and he's beginning to lay out what it really means to be Part of the grace of God so chapter 2 verse 1 he says and you were dead in your trespasses and sins well who is you well he's obviously speaking to the Ephesians but in verse 3 he says we then in verse 4 he says us and, and each of these is different so I think the the you here in verse 1 is speaking to Gentiles Ephesus is primarily a Gentile church, and he is trying throughout this letter to bring Gentiles and Jews together and show that God has called both to be the people of Christ, and so he says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin, and he's speaking to them as Gentiles, so he could say, you Gentiles were dead in your trespasses and sins. Well, what's the difference between trespasses and sins? Well, they're two different words. They mean two different things, but they're used interchangeably, really. Trespasses means to fall away or to cross a line. Sins means to miss a mark. But both of them together just mean missing the standards that God has set for us, falling short of God's standards, disobedient to God. And so they're they're used interchangeably, trespasses and sins. And it's your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world. Well, the translators have translated this as ways of the world. And it's actually literally age of the world. But that doesn't necessarily make sense. And often we talk about the present age, the age to come. The present age meaning the the current status of the worldly dominion. And so the the best understanding of this is the ways of the world, the worldly ways. And that's how you walked when you were dead in your trespasses and sins. According to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. Well, he's obviously talking about forces of evil here, and he uses words like that. But the ruler of the power of the air. The spirit now working the disobedient. He's speaking really of Satan here. We've we've seen several times the idea of rulers and principalities and authorities as referring to really spiritual beings, some kind of angelic beings. And here the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working the disobedient. Obviously, this is evil working in the disobedient. The the context says he's speaking of, of Satan here. And the idea of the ruler, the power, the air. Now, whether Paul means this or not is is hard to say, but in a lot of uh, the Jewish mythology of the day, Satan was seen as an angel who flies around through the air. Now, is that what he means, or is he just referring to the air being the space between earth and heaven? And it's kind of under the authority of Satan and the demonic forces. It's hard to say, but he's obviously referring to Satan here, the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. That is what drives the ways of the world. And that's the way you were walking when you were dead in your trespasses and sins. So that's the status of Gentiles. Before Christ, dead in trespasses and sins, following the ways of the world, being led astray by Satan. But if you think the Jews are any better off, in verse 3 he says, we too all previously lived among them. So, he's saying the Jews are no better off than the Gentiles in this respect. So, we too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. So it's the same thing as walking according to the ways of the world. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. Dead in trespasses and sins. So that's the status of the Gentiles. He says that's the status of the Jews also. So the Jews no better off than Gentiles in this respect. And that's going along with the theme of Ephesians, that God has called them to be together in Christ. Verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. So here, us, who is us, it's different than the we in verse 3. So I think it's the the you of verse 1, the we of verse 3, now together is the us in verse 4, the ones that God has saved, the Jews and Gentiles who have come to Christ. And this is because God is rich in mercy and has this great love for us, us being the ones he has saved. Verse 5, and he made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. So we're saved from sin, saved from these trespasses, saved from spiritual death because of his love. Now the point he's making here, or part of the point he's making here is this idea that we were dead in trespasses made alive in Christ. Showing that our inability to do anything about our status of dead in sin, dead in trespasses, spiritually dead. God made us alive in Christ, even when we were unable to do a thing about it. And then he follows it up with a statement, you are saved by grace. So the point that we were dead in trespasses unable to do anything but even in that status god made us alive in christ that is an act of grace grace means something you didn't deserve something you didn't earn if you had done something and that brought about your salvation then it wasn't grace grace is a free gift an undeserved free gift and that's where salvation comes from Verse 6, he also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. This is a confusing statement here. He raised us up with him, so Christ was raised from the dead. And here he's talking about moving from spiritual death to being made alive. Okay, we could put that with the raised up. But then Christ was also raised up, resurrected. We don't experience the resurrection until the future. And this idea of being seated with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that's the the real sticky one that's hard to understand. Back in chapter 1, verse 20, he talked about God seating Christ at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come we talked about the status of Christ there. Christ has been raised up, seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, that's that's straightforward, easy to understand, but raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavens, in Christ Jesus. That's hard to understand. Now, a lot of people come up with a lot of explanations for this, and the best explanations are really more of The decree has been made, and so he's speaking as if it's already an accomplished fact. The fact that God said this is the way it's going to be means it's a done deal, whether it's taken place yet or not. So raised from the dead, that's a here and now. Resurrection, that's the future. Heaven, that's the future. However, Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and we are with Christ now so in some respect it's we are kind of there in a relational aspect just not so much of a spiritual uh, location aspect and then the fact that god has decreed it shall be so means it's a done deal whether it's taken place already or not it's kind of hard to get a handle on but we kind of understand the, the intent he's talking about is he's talking about this translation, this transformation that takes place from being dead in trespasses and sins, spiritually dead under the rule of Satan in the fallen world, and moving from that to being made alive in Christ, saved by grace, justified by faith, adopted by God, raised up with Christ, seated with Christ in the heavens, that's the translation that takes place. In fact, he's speaking of this as already a done deal. Even though it hasn't fully taken place yet, it's something you can take to the bank. In verse 7, the purpose of that, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is where others can look on and see what God has done and bring glory to God. So there's a purpose in what he has done to proclaim his glory. But others can see what he has done. So you see this translation that takes place through here. What a really miserable existence we were in. What an incredible existence we are in. And even better yet, what we will experience. That should really drive us to praise. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Ephesians.